live. You can dial in toll-free. And you can take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that you'll find on the site completely free. Uh, Once again, head on over to freetalklive.com. The main feature actually allows you to control the content of the website. You can uh, visit freetalklive.com and see there on the front page, the main section, you'll see different news items, videos, uh, blog posts, whatever it is our listeners like you think are interesting. They've submitted them as you can to our website and then have voted on the ones they like and voted down the ones they don't like. Again, go to freetalklive.com to get interactive in that way. That's uh, freetalklive.com. A lot of times the stuff that's at the top of the website we're talking about here on the show. Not always. There's no guarantee, but it certainly helps uh, to get it on. Of course, one of the best ways to get what you want, the best way to get what you want on the air is to call in about it at 800-259-9231. We're going to start out with some uh, more international news after last night's discussion that we had uh, in depth about the Egypt situation, wherein uh, yesterday it was expected that Mubarak was going to resign. He did not. Well, turns out he has. Uh, at least that's my understanding of, of what has transpired. This was the, it was the, uh, the political equivalent of a Hail Mary, and uh, the past wasn't uh, – it didn't connect. What, what do you mean by that? Well, he just tried it. Let's see what happens if I tell the Egyptians such and such. And, you know, that I'm going to – there's going to be big changes and that I'll, you know, turn over most of my power to my vice president, but I'll just stay here. What, what do I have to lose, to lose? What did he have to lose by trying that last night? So they, as we reported last night during the show, uh, people were surrounding the television station, the state TV station. I'm not sure if anything came of that. I haven't heard of that, but there's a lot of news uh, coming out of Egypt, obviously. And uh, the big news last night was that there was a planned march on the, uh, I guess, the presidential palace there. And so that, I think, was what really finished this off was, you know, they, they marched out to his palace and, you know, he probably got a little scared. <laughs> Legitimately, I, I heard what I thought was a funny um, way of interpreting these events. Uh, a, a, a sort of odd and not very didn't make sense. I don't think it makes sense. This notion that if you look at the that it's that all these protesters are not um, reflective of the general views in Egypt because it's only such a small portion of the population. And I'm just thinking that. That's a lot of protesters. I mean, if you have people, the ones that are actually out in the streets, like, you know, not rioting, actually, yeah. they're, they're fairly peaceful protesters, right? So uh, hundreds of thousands, right? hundreds of thousands of people. The claim is mil- uh, a million, but, you know, yeah, it's a lot. And the point is, the people who are out prote- protesting in the streets are not the only ones who feel the way they they do. They're just the, the ones, ones who, with- it, you know, they are certainly reflective of the people's views. And to say that. Well, it's such a small minority, and then it, you shouldn't respond to such a small minority of people, I think, is a, an absurd now, view to take. <laughs> who's making that statement? I mean, I, it's I, heard, so, it's just, I heard Wayne Root make it uh, from the Libertarian Party and, of course, continuing to embarrass the uh, this was just, pathetic Libertarian Party. This is just buzz that, mm-hmm. I, that I hear. I, I, I'm not referring to anyone, um, you know, a famous person saying this. I've just heard this, you know, this but is But the buzz apologist for the, 
Mubarak, right? Yeah. They're saying that? Well, if and, that were true, if it were true that there's this huge mass of people in Egypt that just love Mubarak, then where are they? I mean, are they... they why are they counter-protesting? Love, right. Why aren't they out <laughs> shouting and screaming? Because people love to do this. I mean, I can't stand it personally. The, uh, you know, the protest, counter-protest where everybody's chanting and, you know, hating on each other. Well, the, and, hey, by the way, there was a lot of chanting that went on at this particular protest, and I think that your whole thing about chanting is, uh, you know, kind of been shown uh, that, that you know, chanting works. Leave, leave, leave. Like, they get your, you get your message across in short little sound bites. Yeah, well, whatever, Mark. I don't care if it works or not. I don't like it personally, so I don't care whether it's been proven in your mind. Some it's, people don't uh, like shoes. It's robotic and annoying. Uh, so anyway... We uh, were talking about Mubarak leaving and uh, this idea that, uh, you know, well, there's this whole mass of people in Egypt out there that is you know, quietly in favor of him. Well, stop being so quiet if that's the yeah. case. Uh, it, it certainly seems to me this is a massive number of people. I mean, you can if you I, I think if you actually t- look at the people who get upset enough to do this, you're you're, lo- you're only looking at a small fraction of 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 the people who are actually upset. Yeah, absolutely. You right. know, and and. Uh, and you know who knows how many people out there are just you know just glad they're out there doing that and just can't for whatever reason. But but uh, it's it's certainly and like you said, where are the counter protesters? Where are the you know, people come? One of these people who are such supporters of him come out and show their, like I guess scared, the, right? the suggestion is is the only way to bring down a dictatorial regime that's been in power for thirty years and hasn't allowed a single election in that amount of time is to get more than fifty percent of the population out there with with uh, pitchforks and torches and standing in the square. I guess that that that's what you have to do in order mm-hmm. for it to be legitimate. You have to have fifty one percent of the people out in the street demanding that the uh, dictator goes away. Right? I, I, I mean, it's to me that's a nutty position. Yeah, it's it is. It's pretty absurd. I mean, if if ten percent of the population is willing to get out in the street, or whatever the percentage is, I don't know. Five mm-hmm. percent of the population is willing to get out into the street. Then how many of them aren't you know agree, but just don't care enough to go out in the street the whole time? Because right. as I understand, a lot of these people have been doing uh, you know this this sort of uh, shift work in the street. Some of them go to work. Some will be there. Then they'll sh- shift off with other people and things like that. Well, it seems forget- to make sense. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's lightening up at certain times. It seems like it's, you know, yeah. I mean, it seems like, I mean, the people who are out there protesting probably aren't there twenty four hours or even twelve. hours. They were hours. marching on his uh, the the presidential palace as of late last night, weren't they? Yeah, uh, many people. I were. mean, late last night, their time. Uh, the what about invalids? What about wh- women with children? What about people who don't live right in Cairo? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all, all these yeah. all these people aren't represented. Forget what they think because they're not in the street in Cairo in Tahir Square at this time. Their opinion doesn't count. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. We'll get you some details on what's happening in Egypt in a moment. But let's go to the phones. Your calls uh, coming first here, bringing up whatever you want. Uh, talk to Michael, listening to WCER in Canton, Ohio. Hello, Michael. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, listen, I've been um, listening to the program. Excuse me, on GCN, and your program comes on, and there's a song that they play that says, "We must take America back." That and, is uh, not my program that you are listening to. But um, as an African-American who came up in the 50s and 60s, it scares me to think if America was taken back to what era would it be taken back to? Yeah, I'm not sure what you're listening to, but that's not uh, Free Talk Live. I would never play some sort of, uh, you know, pandering uh, nationalistic 
And I think that this is a good point of view for sort of the conservatives to hear. I've said these terms myself, but when people say them, um, you know, at least when I said them, I can't speak for anybody else. um, But when I said them, what I meant was there was an increased level of freedom for the average person in America at some amount of decades in the past, whatever that might be. I didn't have the black experience, so it wasn't that way for me. And I don't think that it's necessary that bigotry go hand in hand with uh, increased liberty for you know, the population. So I think that that's what people are trying to say. Um, and, but I, I understand your fear. <laughs> I just don't think that's what they're trying to say when they say things like that. You know, my, my people, they came up um, Cherokee, mm. and in the 1860s, 1870s, they were run out of their land. And uh, my people, we were sitting around talking about it, and they said, well, is that what we're going back to? And right. Said, well, right. There's a, there is a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, we look, ba- we look back at these sort of golden ages of America, and there's a lot of stuff that wasn't so great. I mean, absolutely. there's some, you know, it's it's important to note, I, I, I uh, when I was at... um. Students for Liberty, a Students for Liberty conference, there was a really good speaker, and I can't remember the details now, but he, he pointed out a lot of examples where things have gotten better in terms of tyranny receding in certain mm-hmm. areas, and, and, and so it's not good to be dismal and hopeless about everything. Things do change for the better sometimes, and uh, you have to look back at things like the Civil Rights Movement and, and things like that and go, well, you know, thank goodness those things, those things happened, and thanks, thank goodness that part of that golden era changed, you know? Well, this, this <laughs> idea of we need to go back to XYZ is this kind of mythology that things were better in the past, and that may not be true. Um, and I think that I support moving forward. I want to advance uh, the ideas of liberty. I want to uh, move to a voluntary society. There's no going back to that because it's never existed before. And I thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. We've got a wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners just like you. You can go to edit virtually anything there at WIKI Wiki. FreeTalkLive.com, and if you're looking for some news, head on over to Freedoms Phoenix. Yeah, uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of FreedomsPhoenix.com get every day. Readers of FreedomsPhoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship that we all have with coercive governments. FreedomsPhoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for the free daily dispatch. It's freedomsphoenix.com. 
So we're talking about the situation in Egypt. We'll give you some details here from the Associated Press on what's going on with Mubarak leaving. And we'll give you that in a moment here. But according to one of our producers, Saifes, he says that the numbers as far as estimates of protesters, because we were kind of stabbing at it earlier, uh, apparently there were at, at peak – about 8 million people across the whole country, Holy across the whole country of, yeah, of Egypt. Uh, he says that's approximately 10% of the uh, the population. To have 10% of the population out, actually out in mass protests is pretty it's incredible. amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. But I don't really, see how anyone can, could call I'm trying to ma- Can you imagine that happening here no. in America? Can you imagine anyone caring enough to get 10% no. of the whole population? That's no. depressing, but yeah, I can't imagine that but either. I'd like to point out <laughs> that in Egypt... I don't think anybody a month ago would have imagined this either. Good point. It's Good point. true, but it, which but it, it but it is just another. It just goes to show that that's that's significant. To some to some extent, these things are going on all over the world. Um, different protests of different sorts. I mean, it seems like we're having we're seeing a conflagration of uh, protests around the globe. America's even got its Tea Party, which you can call you can say what you want about it, but it's a populist movement for liberty. Um, mm. Come on. No, well, what it is. I've been to them. You, it's not it's, what it's, you say. There's that certainly is. that element of 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 them having their own uh, not liberty views. Uh, but but I think what it is is um, uh, it is a rebellion against the status quo. It's sort of a rebellion. It's, it's sort of sort of a sign of people wanting change, even if they're mixed up about it. I agree they, with that. They certainly are some. There's some mixed up ones in it. But then there's also some of them. There's quite a lot in it. I think that you don't necessarily. You know, it's one of these cases where the most vocal people are the ones that get seen. Mm-hmm, if you have sure. someone with some ridiculous, you know, ultra right wing sign, that's what gets on the news and everything. So, and so, and you, and of course, you'll hear. And like you said, you've been to them, and you hear someone, some speaker, get up to talk about lock down the borders. Well, hold on, just a second. Like I want to talk to the bigot over here for a second. The bigot? That's you. <laughs> what are you um, talking about? Well, you don't have bigot. to back that one up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Um, so, is this Egyptian movement a movement for freedom? Uh, it's a movement to remove a dictator. Well, I mean, you, you said previously that you believe it to be a movement for freedom. I don't believe I said that. Yeah, you said it no. last night. I'm sorry, I don't recall okay, that. Okay, well, if you consider this Egyptian movement a movement for freedom, then you're going to have to uh, consider the Tea Party a movement for freedom, because these Egyptians are not pure libertarians by any stretch stretch of the imagination. Never claimed they were. I believe uh, the, you know numbers were being quoted. We talked to, about last night how there are different groups involved in the Egyptian uh, situation, and there are different groups involved in the Tea Parties. But to call the Tea Party a liberty movement is I didn't, inaccurate. I said I said that it was a populist movement for, for freedom. Liberty. You said and, for liberty. Okay, fine for liberty, and all that and means is it's you know they want liberty. Liberty in certain areas. They may not okay. want it in every area. Well, liberty, you know, is a general term that means you, you know, have freedom from coercion. You've got a pretty narrow view of it. Well, there's a definition for a word, Mark, and that's what the definition of liberty yep, is. Well, freedom from coercion. Right. So a little more freedom isn't freedom, right? You a can't have a movement freedom for freedom, freedom, freedom that has more, um, mm-hmm. a movement for more freedom. You're moving in the right a, direction. Okay. Yeah. Fine. But they're not necessarily, you know, like Dale said, they are confused. The folks at the, uh, the Tea Party, a lot of them are. And there so may are the some- Egyptians. This. Yes, they They're are. They're no more they or weren't. less confused than any of I these never other said groups around the world that are rising up. This You're is the only point that mouth. I've been making is that there, if over the last year, year and a half, maybe two years, there have been a whole bunch of protests around the world that the, the Internet is bringing people together, mm-hmm. that people are demanding more freedom in their lives, and that you're seeing populist movements for liberty and freedom around the world. Okay, so what do you, do the you feel sometimes, like? Do you feel any hope that it's... That it's going in a good direction, even if they're not there. Like, no, if I think still, that, you know, you still got people in there that are that are spouting off about uh, 
locking down the borders and and the cr- typical white right wing crap where the right wingers don't actually support liberty and we're and so asking forth. about tea parties but, not not yeah, egypt yeah but the, the tea parties is a good example of it i mean do you feel like it's it's going in a good direction at least they are you know i it seems to me that it's better than you know um this the it seems it still seems like a good sign to me. Oh, I take it though, as a good sign, no doubt. I mean, as I've said, I've gone to them and right. I've spoken at them. You know, used that as an opportunity to get a message of real freedom out to these people because it would seem that they're ripe for something like that. Right. Um, in their confusion, they need to hear a straight message of what freedom is really all about. And I would say the same thing about the folks over in Egypt. They are also in a you know ripe. Uh, mode where they're you know probably likely willing to accept and and, uh, and look at new ideas. So getting those ideas into their into their heads would be very important. Um, and again, there are different groups involved in the Tea Party, and there are different groups involved in the Egyptian uh, movement. So to just sat, sit there and label it as uh, you know a movement for uh, for liberty is, I think, completely inaccurate. And where's the bigotry again? I'm still waiting to the hear bigotry that. is is that you'll you'll last night you'll say things like uh, you know Egyptians these Egyptians are demanding freedom. But uh, tonight, on the freedom other hand, from a dictator. Y- what's that? Freedom from a dictator. <laughs> Fine, but uh, I think we pointed the, out the, last night all the night, Tea Party people want is freedom from taxes. All I right, think, look, look. No, I'm, that's so not all I, they want. They want uh, control over the borders, and they that's, want to that's know, not put a, gay people to it's death. It's not or a whatever. plank of their uh, of their movement. Their movement's about fiscal conservatism. I don't, what, what, there is no plank to the movement, Mark. It's a protest that involves different groups of people getting up and speaking. So to say that there's one overarching anything as far as belief is is in. There are people There's that something put t- overarching in the Egypt uh, protests because they want to get rid of a dictator, but that doesn't mean they're for freedom. It just means they want for freedom from that one man. We, we still have rem- it remains to be seen what will happen in Egypt now as a result of this. And as we pointed out last night, nobody's really. I mean, are they going to continue protesting because the the head of the SS essentially is now the president of the country, or are they just going to pack it up and go home because they've gotten rid of this one thug? I couldn't say what they they, they intend to do. They hope, I'm sure, for elections in in september which you know i hope those elections come about i don't have a lot of uh i I don't have a lot of hope for that necessarily i don't know what politics are like in egypt so bigotry the stubborn and complete intolerance of any creed belief and opinion that differs from one's own one more chance to uh you know properly apply that term to me i've made the effort and it's like you're not listening the fact is this is I'm, I'm having a discussion about bigotry, what it is, and whether it matters on the FSP forum right now. It, it, it's it's interesting. Have you I heard know, bigotry from me tonight? Uh, tonight what the uh, fact? Yeah. What the point that I was trying to make, and uh, you don't seem to want to hear, hear it. what you have to say anymore. Well, you wanted to hear about bigotry. I'm the you one who called you I just a bigot. Find it, and you haven't. Yeah, I don't think you've I've, particularly I, addressed it. Do you know what I've said regarding it? Why don't you repeat it back to me? Make my point for me. Well, you that would be that would show you were listening. You, you pointed out that uh, I made a claim last night about the Egyptian protests, which was an inaccurate. Uh, what you said was inaccurate, and then you went on to uh, somehow apply that to the what was going on over here. So the the point that I'm making is that you're calling the Egyptians a movement for freedom, but the Tea Party was not a movement for freedom. It shows of them that you have a predisposition. That, so that's I'm, what you're I'm saying correcting now. you. On I wouldn't call it your, bigotry. I'd call it some, somewhat collectivist. I'm, I'm correcting no. you on your America. misinterpretation. Oh. <laughs> as much as he possibly can. He hates cops. What are you talking he, he about? I hate people. America. You're putting words in my mouth. You're being a jerk. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control and bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection. 
the GPS, GPS black, black box, box dash cam. cam. This easy-to-use unit has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. For traffic stops, accidents, and all other driving incidents, protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net. Dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Uh, We invite you over to see those features that I mentioned, like the news updates. You can get signed up. Be kept in the loop with what's going on with the show. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for emailed updates or Twitter or Facebook, whatever works best for you. Go to news.freetalklive.com. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Whether you want a personal blog or complete e-commerce business website, you let the experts at HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com host you. Use that web portal that we've created for you, HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com, and you'll get your first month completely free. On top of that, HostGator offers a 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 Technical support and a 45-day money-back guarantee. It's HostGator.FreeTalkLive.com. So what's going on over in Egypt? Uh, Of course, the big news today is that so-called President Hosni Mubarak will be uh, surrendering or is has surrendered power to the military. According to the Associated Press, cries of Egypt is free rang out and fireworks lit up the sky as hundreds of thousands danced, wept, and prayed in joyful pandemonium Friday after 18 days of peaceful pro-democracy protests forced uh, the president to surrender power to the military, ending three decades of authoritarian rule. I'd like to uh, step down for a second and compare this to so many other quote-unquote revolutions that have occurred around the globe. Ones that have uh, resulted in an ouster of some sort? Uh, Ones that have resulted in an ouster of some sort. This took 18 days. It resulted in the death of about 130 people, as I understand it. There could be uh, hundreds more. Uh, I'm not going to... protesters? People in general. Okay. Including the security forces. I, I've heard numbers as high as three hundred, as low uh, as uh, you know, lower than a hundred. Mm. I think one hundred and thirty. I kind of like that number. Um, it's one of the ones I've heard. So it's resulted in one hundred and thirty dead and eighteen days of uh, of of let's call it conflict. There could have been so much more bloodshed. It could have taken so much longer, and all these people did it without. Mostly, largely without violence. They, it's true. They did it in a, in a largely and peaceful with these fashion. numbers of people, that's actually very impressive. It, it is incredibly impressive. And considering a lot of, the propensity of crowds to uh, angle toward violence. Yeah. And, and you know, certainly I'm, I'm sure some of these these people really did commit violence. There were certainly some agent provocateurs. There's proof. You can go on the Internet and look for it. Um, if, you, if you think that, oh, you know, some of them, they were, they were dangerous and early on threw a Molotov cocktails back and forth at each other. Well, sure enough, <laughs> a lot of those people were actually uh, undercover cops that were trying to provoke more violence. That's not a surprise. Yeah, it it happens all the time. Yeah, to it anybody it, that's it seen used this. to surprise me. Now that I've discovered it happens quite regularly, it's, it doesn't surprise me anymore, but it still shocks me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It still blows my mind that, that violence is being provoked so that they can 
you know, use violence in response. People just don't get that the government is an institution of violence. That's that's what it is. It it claims the monopoly privilege of violence. They speak the language of violence. Their their solution to problems is violence. It's it's a, it's you know when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And, and that's, that's what yeah. the, the that's government what, the government's hammer is violence. That's, yeah, that's the it. government does not try to convince you. It does not try to cajole you. It doesn't show you the the virtue in a particular aspect. It tells you do it or we're going to fine you. You're going to pay the fine or you're going to go to jail you're going to go to jail or we're going to shoot you in your head that's what government does ecstatic protesters in cairo's Tahrir or liberation square hoisted soldiers onto their shoulders and families posed for pictures in front of tanks and streets flooded with people streaming out to celebrate strain uh, to celebrate strangers hugged each other some fell to kiss the ground and others stood stunned in disbelief chants of hold your heads high your egyptian roared with each burst of fireworks Overhead, an ebullient uh, Abdul Rahman Ayash, born eight years after Mubarak came to power, said as he hugged fellow protesters in Tahrir Square, I'm 21 years old and this is the first time in my life I feel free. And that's important. It's important to uh, to feel free. Whether or not you will actually end up being free is another question. It's true. Uh, an astonishing day in which hundreds and thousands, or rather hundreds of thousands, marched on Mubarak's palaces in Cairo and Alexandria and besieged state TV was capped by the military effectively carrying out a coup at the pleas of protesters. After Mubarak's fall, the military, which pledged to shepherd reforms for greater democracy, told the nation it would announce the next steps soon. Those could include the dissolving of parliament and the creation of a transitional government. So there's still a lot that remains to be seen, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. Yeah. Uh, The 82-year-old leader, I hate that term for politicians, epitomized the complex trade-off the United States was locked into in the Middle East for decades. Come on. (laughs) This is what I hate. The complex trade-off the United States was locked into. The United States wasn't (laughs) locked in to supporting Hosni Mubarak. The United States wasn't. That's ridiculous. Yes, I, I know that. that there are advantages for the government of the United States and you know their interests, quote unquote. But they're really interests of corporations that um, pay the politicians, that give the politicians payoffs and campaign contributions and all that stuff. These aren't the interests of the United States. These are the interests of some elite individuals that happen to have American citizenship. Support for autocratic leaders in return for stability, a bulwark against Islamic militants, a safeguard of economic interests with the oil-rich Gulf states in peace, or at least an effort at peace with Israel. The question for Washington now was whether that same arrangement will hold as the Arabs' world's most populous state makes a potentially rocky transition to democracy with no guarantee of the results. Well, yeah, the, and, and I, I would be, if I was the administration, I'd be concerned as to what's going to happen here, because it's the the policy of the last 30 years that has resulted in what we see today. No wonder many Egyptians find the United States government distasteful. No wonder they blame United States citizens for that government. They believe the they hear the crap that this is a government of the people by the people and for the people too. They actually believe it. They don't know any different. So they assume the United States people feel the same as its government does. And I've got you know it doesn't surprise me one whit that these people are upset about the intervention of the United States government through the power of its people uh, upon their politics. Let's and go. Ian oh. mentioned another uh, justification that I've been hearing in the buzz, and that is that Mubarak has been keeping the Islamic militants away from gaining power. 
and that that's a justification for us interfering in in Egypt forming its own government. That if they, if we you know that, we're, that Islamic militants are going to be going to take over if he loses power. So that's another justification that I hear beginning knocked around for well, keeping and of course, him in power uh, limitlessly. Of course, Islamic militants, if they are a threat to the United States, they're only that way because of the United <laughs> States meddling in exactly. their, uh, their people's business around the world. So let's go to Jeff listening to uh, the TJ Network in Jackson, Tennessee. Uh, Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Jeff? Well, um, I was just listening to you guys' discussion on, um, you know, you guys were talking about the Tea Party um, You've also talked about change, political change around the world. Uh, and I want to revert that back to our nation and uh, what I've seen, you know, and I've, you know, I'm one of those guys who was, you know, from four years ago, man, I was total neocon, uh, thought George Bush was great, thought his dad was great, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, I've, I've woken up, you know, I've seen the, I guess you could say the ugly side of the coin that's all rusted and beat up and, um, I, you know, what I see now in our country, and it's not just um, Republicans, it's not just Tea Party, it's not just Independents or Democrats or Libertarians. It's I, people like age. It's everybody who realizes that you know something is not right. You know everything that's going on now, and it's not just because Obama's in there. It's because it's what the Republicans done before him. It's mm-hmm. what the Democrats have done now. It's, um, what opened it's your eyes to that? I mean, you said four years ago you were a neocon, so what, what, what changed for you? Um, you know, I, I guess I just, one day, you know, um, you know, not to pluck, you know, anything, but I, I was, I was listening to Rush Limbaugh and, and someday, and, you know, and I just started switching through, um, are you guys there? Yeah, yeah we're yeah. still here. We're still listening okay, to you. Okay, sorry. Uh, and something just told me, he goes, you know, this isn't right. I mean, uh, this guy's not telling you the whole truth. Tell so you what, man, if you want to hang on, continue your story, you're welcome to. More in a moment here. Uh, we'll bring back Jeff in uh, Memphis. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. And if you want to support the show, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month with any major credit card or PayPal. You can go to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up there. And we take that $3 a month and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country and bringing more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com to get signed up. And I think we still got Jeff listening uh, to the TJ Network uh, in the Jackson, Tennessee area. Hey, Jeff, are you there? 
Yes, sir, I'm still here. So you were telling us your story about uh, what happened to you to change you from a neoconservative to your current belief system. Um, I'm not really sure what your current belief system is, but we haven't, we haven't gotten well. that far. Um, but what, you were telling us that you were listening to the radio one day, and I guess it was Rush Limbaugh, and that something just popped into your head. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, there's got to be something more to this than just Republicans and Democrats fighting it out. You know, so I, I I actually hit the scan button, and I came along, uh, you know, to the GCN network, and I started listening to a lot of the show, uh, the shows that day, and um, you know, you mean the you mean the TJ network, the the radio yeah. station you're listening on. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Well, and um, you know, I started hearing like you know Alex Jones, and uh, I forgot the, the the young lady's name. I, she's a doctor or used to be a nurse, and uh, then I, you know, and I was like. Oh my gosh, you know, I, and I was like, I, I got to go home and research this, you know, because you know, you, you know, you sometimes you listen to George Norrie and some things they talk about. You're like, okay, you take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And I started researching a lot of the stuff that they were talking about, and I just felt like, you know, it's like Neo in the Matrix. You know, when he takes <laughs> a pill and he wakes up, and you're just like, oh my god, you know, I've been lied to all my life. I, I have a question and, for you when you're done. Absolutely. Well, go ahead, please. Uh, well, my thought was, how much do do you feel that it, it have anything to do with it that George Bush, uh, if you if you know the Republicans, and and the, it seemed to me like they were the the Republicans and the Democrats are hardly any different anymore from each other. Right. If you look at the you look at the ex- massive expansion of of Medicare under Bush, and uh, if you look at how B- Obama continued the wars. Uh, from Bush, and and it just seems like there's hardly any difference anymore. And you have to at some point wonder, like you know, well, did, did was that part of the awakening? You think? Absolutely. Um, I think where Bush lost me was was the immigration bill because that's actually something that I had taken real uh, interest in because not because I'm you know uh, what some people might. You know, I'm not a racist. Uh, I believe that anybody that works hard and, you know, they're productive in society, I, th- I think they belong here. Um, but there's a process that everybody goes through to become a U.S. citizen. And, and why would you want to go and do that? Go and do what? But why would you want to become a U.S. citizen? Um, well, I am a U.S. citizen. Are you? But How do you, yeah, can you prove that? Absolutely. I was born here. Oh, well. Can you prove um, you're a U.S. I'm, citizen? Well, I, Ian's trying to make a point here, which is that uh, citizenship is defined as uh, the exchange, essentially, of a duty of allegiance for the obligation of protection. And the United States Supreme Court has uh, shown over and over again that, it, you know, has ruled over and over again that there is no obligation for any government agency to protect you in any way. Or do anything for you. If it was, if that was right. so, then if you were murdered, then you'd be able to, then your, you know, uh, your, the victims, your, uh, the people you left, your heirs would be able to sue the cops for not protecting you. So, right. in fact, nobody's a United States citizen. It's just a term that people use in order to not say surf. 
It's a term that people use to separate people, to separate human beings from one another and, and try to get them to believe that they're somehow different from people that were born on another plot of land. So really, there is no such thing as a, uh, as a U.S. citizen or uh, I don't know. Maybe there are citizens of in another in another country where their courts have actually ruled that uh, they they will protect them or they have some obligation to protect. But I doubt it. And an um, obligation again, an obligation means they can be held liable if they fail to exercise right. a reasonable, you know, protection of them. And I think my my attitude about this is I don't think like you know when you say you're not racist, I believe you. I don't I don't think you're racist. But I but I think that the notion of Somehow you are entitled to certain things based on where you were born versus someone else who was born somewhere else. It's not racism, but it's something that's almost as bad. If you if you are willing to, if you want to promote a, what it would take as a police state to lock down the borders, this is actually something I learned right. from this show. Is when you start thinking about it, and going through the process of trying to keep immigrants out, uh, what it would take as a police state, an incredibly intrusive. Um, almost Nazi-esque police state. Yeah. And uh, and when you say, you know, so when you say I want to lock down the borders and keep people from getting, uh, from, from, from being able to live here and work here and benefit from the same things that I benefit from just because they weren't born here, then it's not racism, That's but it's something almost as, as bad. It's, it's yeah. not what he said. What well, his concern well, is... To, to add on to that, I mean, actually, just to, I guess... Define your point. I mean, it may be. My point, well, you were, that, it, he kind of was. Uh, he was saying there's a process you should have to go through. Right. So the yeah, process but, is. I mean, I, yeah, I actually agree with you. I actually agree with you when you say that because maybe it can be deemed as um, uh, a collectivism that we're, that we're conditioned with from, mm-hmm. from the time we're, we're kids. I mean, sure. that's, that's one way to look at it because we're always taught, you know, hey, we belong here, you know, and it has to maybe do with. Um, you know, what we're taught, you know, through the educational system, whatever it may be. And, you know, and I, I understand your point, you know, and it, and it may just be conditioning that we all have to go through to get rid of. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you, I'm glad that like you understand. Yeah, Jeff, I'm, I'm glad that you understand it because for me it was uh, – this was one of my last issues when Same it came here. to uh, coming to the ideas of liberty. And, and you described a couple of other talk shows that I'm not very familiar with. I mean I've, I know who Alex Jones is, but I'm not really familiar. I know that he's got an anti-immigrant uh, perspective on his show. So the other shows you might have heard may not have a real true pro-liberty perspective like you hear uh, on this right. program, Free Talk Live. And for me, when I, jo- when I joined the liberty movement, that was my last – like one of my last issues that I really – had to get over and i came to realize that i was really wrong on uh on that issue and uh, people and should absolutely. be absolutely and you know and just like you know when you when you give me your definition you know as to what i was saying i was a u.s citizen that's something new for me and that's something yeah. i didn't even think about that's one of those you shockers know, that's one of those eye-opening yeah, like oh my god that you know we've been lied to this has you know all been a big joke you're and, giving up everything and getting nothing in return right yeah. <laughs> the real right. solution to the immigrant issue is is that uh, pe- people anybody who wants to come here work hard for themselves and their family and build a better life i say let them on in if you stop Absolutely. welfare if you stop uh public schools that people are forced to pay for if you stop uh hospitals from having to treat people People that they don't want to necessarily want to treat. I mean, they're trying to run a business and they're going to treat people as best that they can treat them. Most of them have charity wards. But if you take away these laws that give people who, uh, as far as I'm concerned, everybody, but you could just take them away for people who are coming uh, to this country 
you know, as immigrants, as far as I'm concerned, and you'd still see people coming that want to build a better life for themselves, and we'd have a better country as a result. We'd get, they'd pull us right the heck. One year would pull us right the heck out of this economic crisis because there'd be people come here. Yeah, absolutely. It would change everything. Well, and 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 again, all those issues that you said, um, the the people who there are people who are saying lock down the borders until we take care of all that stuff. Who knows how long that's going to be? And to me, they're completely separate issues, and the immigrants didn't cause them. <laughs> you know, it's the people who are yeah. uh, voting, <laughs> lobbying, politicians. It, it, you you might be able to assign some blame to to so people who call themselves citizens and go out and vote for those things, but you can't blame the immigrants for them. And and uh, they're certainly not using them any well, more than anyone else. That's I mean, a great point, Dale. And they are ske- they are using immigrants. The when I say they, I mean the, the political folks. Uh, they are using immigrants as a scapegoat. They're they're pointing to immigrants and saying it's their fault that you know these things are happening. It's their fault that the country is you know in decline, and it's it's not their fault. Uh, they're just following their incentives. What, whose fault it is is the politicians and the people that they're right. teamed up with, and the corporations and the bankers and and those people that uh, are wanting to aggregate more and more power uh, to themselves. And you know the the fact that people are coming here looking for a handout, it's the fact that they give away the handouts. In the yeah, first the place. handouts are something that are a totally separate issue to be dealt with, but to but to but to hold up dealing with our our, our draconian immigration policies. Uh, to 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 hold up dealing with that um, as and, and linking it to these other issues about the handouts is is ridiculous. They're Look, separate issues. Jeff, I got a question for you. Do you like to read? Absolutely, I do. Okay, uh, like to recommend a book to you. It's Healing Our World. It's by Dr. Mary Ruart. It's my favorite uh, liberty book out there. It really has a great perspective about honoring our neighbor's choice, um, about uh, allowing others to be free in order so that we can be free. And it's okay. actually. It's free. Uh, you can pay for it. You can buy it through Amazon if you want over at shop.freetalklive.com. But if you go to book.freekeen.com, that's book.freekeen.com. You can download it in both audiobook and PDF and Kindle formats. Uh, so you can get an ebook or you can actually get the, the hardcover version as well as the softcover version. And uh, I highly recommend that. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from All you. Right, thank you, guys. Uh, yep. 800 259 9231. You take control. Hour two's next. This is Free Talk Live. With so much economic confusion, who can you trust for straight talk? For years, author and investor Peter Schiff has been in the front of the pack, pointing out the insanity while offering real investment solutions. Now, all of Peter's videos, articles, and TV appearances are compiled into a free email. The EP Weekly Digest, which contains the fresh insights by Peter and other Europac voices, like the hard-charging Mike Pinto. To subscribe, please go to epweeklydigest.com, epweeklydigest.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. We launch here into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll free at 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. So uh, we still still remains to be seen exactly what's going to play out in Egypt. Uh, of course, the big news is that Mubarak has decided to leave. The power, so-called, has been turned over to the military. They are promising that they will uh, shepherd reforms for greater democracy, according to the Associated, Repress, uh, <laughs> the Associated Press. And so we'll see what that's uh, going to mean. 
Uh, in the meantime, Egyptians are quite uh, pleased with what has happened, or certainly the ones that are out in the streets uh, were quite pleased with what has gone down. And we'll, uh, we'll certainly keep an eye on things and uh, bring you up to speed on that. But that's not the only international news uh, of note here tonight, and we'll probably get, a, get to some more local stuff like uh, what's happening with the Postal Service. They're not doing too well. Uh, but I thought this one was particularly interesting uh, because we've talked about North Korea in the past on Free Talk Live. And I saw a documentary uh, that was shot there. I think it was called, oh boy, Something's Guide to Everything or Guide to North Korea. I'll have to, I'll have to figure out what exactly it was. It's an MTV show, actually, is what it was. And it was just, the place is so weird. I mean, we've had people call to talk about North Korea in the past, and very few people have actually been inside the country's borders. It's, you know, impossible to leave if you were born there because they've got barbed wire up on the beaches. I mean, the, the whole place is like a prison, and it's just so impoverished. There isn't electricity in most places. I mean, there's some in Pyongyang, which is the main, you know, military capital of North Korea. But one of the you know, famous pictures of the world is you look at the Korean countries at nighttime and South Korea is lit up all over the place. And North Korea is just almost pitch black. It's just the most backwards, bizarro place, I think, on the, the, you know, the face of the earth. And you really don't even realize how screwed up it is because if you are granted the uh, opportunity to come to this place. It's well, all staged. Yeah, in a really creepy way. Yeah, like they <laughs> they'll bring you into a restaurant, what is purported to be a restaurant, and you'll be the only people there. And they'll have you know staff members that are there to wait on you and you know try to make it look like it's a restaurant, but you're the only people in the whole place. It's like it's some sort of weird ghost city. It's the, it's the Truman Show or something. It's, Almost. Yeah. And there's the hotel where you're allowed to stay if you're a guest, which is on an island, and you can't leave, you know, unless you're accompanied by some sort of security de- detail. You, you, you don't it, go anywhere without a security detail. You're like staying in Alcatraz. I mean, it's it's not and as you have na- to have permission to take any pictures and yeah. all, you know anything like that. The whole thing is just so incredibly bizarre. And watching you know this documentary was a real eye opener. Um, I will find out what it's called, but the news out of uh, North Korea is that apparently people are starving there, and th- these are the things that you don't typically hear about because all North Korean press is state run. You know, there's the state agency, and if you've ever been to their website, it is horrible. It's just it's what you expect from a government website that has absolutely no idea of what uh, to do as far as competing in the marketplace of uh, of websites. So the North Korean news agency is you know certainly just a big joke. Um, but this is coming from the Independent at uh, independent.co.uk. In a dramatic and poignant sign of a state nearing collapse, North Korea has asked its embassies to appeal to foreign governments for aid to feed a population close to starvation. Mm. The plea for help poses a major dilemma for the international community on how to deal with a totalitarian regime, which it accuses of developing a nuclear arsenal while at the same time facing massive and endemic deprivation. Now, if you believe what a, you know the, the North Korean propaganda would say, this is the people's paradise. I mean, they shouldn't be starving. I mean, they've got their dear leader, uh, Kim Jong-il, who is, you know, God, essentially, in their view. That is what the people are essentially taught. This man is worshipped as a god. Yes, if something and, good happens in their life, they 
They thank Kim Jong Il. They look at the picture on the wall, and there's always a picture on the wall, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and they they thank him like it's a an icon. There was a they were. They were doing like a, a fair, I guess a routine sort of eye surgery to deal with people with glaucoma or some sort of eye problem where they brought some surgeons in to deal with this and uh, they had cameras on them. They had the new, from the, when the news reporters came, they made sure that that's what they saw. Look, these people are getting their eyes uh, fixed, and then the, and then they'd come out and they and they'd kneel down before the picture and thank Kim Jong Il mm. for giving them their sight back and. You know, wow. it, yeah, was, it Kim, was all, again, it was all, you know, a big production, you know, they didn't thank to the make surgeons. sure the news people saw that, you know, they didn't thank the surgeons. Right. They didn't thank the, they didn't thank the, uh, the, the, the organization that brought surgeons in. They uh, yeah. thanked Kim Jong-il for letting people come in and fix their eyes for free. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, show that I was thinking of is uh, the Vice Guide to North Korea. It's available on YouTube in several parts and just for a real eye opener. Take an hour and and watch this thing. It'll blow your mind. You should uh, if we, we, if people go over there to to feed the, uh, the 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 North Koreans, they should wag a Snickers bar in front of them and say, "Okay, say screw Jim Kim Jong Il before I give this to you." they might die, Mark. They might. <laughs> there was <laughs> some. There were some times when the guy that was doing the documentary was able to actually encounter regular North Koreans, like tra- while he was traveling from place uh-huh. to place. But for the most part he was pretty much kept separate from those folks and really just taken on this very narrow track of places he could visit places he was allowed to go and of course the you know most of the these places uh you know outside of the official places to go they looked just so ramshackle and dismal and sad it's just you really wonder what's behind the curtain what level of human suffering and horror is well, is hidden away a few of the people who get out have some stories about that, you know, and then every now and then someone manages to escape and it's really difficult. Uh, and, and it's, it's, you know, you fail and you pro- you will, um, you will die or, or be, yeah, horrible things will happen to you. So there's more to the story here though. The U S stopped food aid to the country after two years, after continuing friction over Pyongyang's stance on atomic weaponry and South Korea has drastically reduced its contributions following a series of clashes, including the capsizing of a warship last year In the latest incident, North Korean forces shelled a South Korean Island, Yongpyong in November military talks aimed at diffusing tensions between the two countries have broken down with no date set for any further meetings. South Korea has a contingency plan in place for the possible implosion of its neighbor, which involves sealing the border to prevent an influx of famished refugees while sending massive amounts of aid to the north. China, which has long served as North Korea's food supplier of last resort, faces its own food crisis as a result of sustained drought. We talked about last night how they're making rice out of plastic there. And according to U.S. State Department documents made public by WikiLeaks, Beijing has become increasingly exasperated by the seemingly intransigent stance taken on the nuclear issue by the administration of Kim Jong-il. The direct plea for help from all quarters is highly unusual for North Korea, which normally negotiates deliveries from organizations such as the World Food Program and the Food and Agriculture Organization. Both bodies have repeatedly warned of the deteriorating situation in North Korea, but at the same time expressed concern that only a fifth of the budget needed for relief has been raised. The Korean newspaper uh, Jundang Daily said North Korea would accept food from the U.S., maintaining, now get this, that no political consideration should be involved in a humanitarian issue. Now, that is kind of an interesting question, right? You've got a situation, and they kind of referenced it earlier in the article, you've got a situation in which human beings are starving. And they are starving in a prison 
you know, a large prison. Yes. Known They're as starving North Korea. for political reasons. Yes. And the warden of the prison, Kim Jong-il, has determined that he is not willing to do anything besides accept food. He, he's willing to take food from you, but he's not willing to give any sort of concessions. He's not willing to allow, you know, anybody to come in and inspect anything or any, you know, he's not willing to change his policies. He's not willing to do anything differently politically. He just wants you to give him food. And so you've got this situation right. where I've this, run my prison so poorly. And then who knows who will get the food, right? There's that, too. So what do you do? I mean, as somebody that cares about the, the, the well-being of other human beings uh, around the world, do you give food to this warden so he can allegedly feed the starving people? And run his prison a little longer? one 800 Or do you let people starve? What do you think? 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Ovaltine. Give your kids the nutrition they need to be their best. Visit us at OvaltineUSA.com. Telling your child about healthy food choices is important, but showing her what to eat goes a lot further. Have her help create the grocery list, then bring her to the store with you. Picking out healthy foods together helps kids get in the habit of thinking about what they're eating every day. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can, again, bring up whatever might happen to be on your mind. We're talking about North Korea uh, at this moment here, one of the most bizarre places and sad and tragic places uh, in in the world. They are now begging for food uh, from governments from around the world in a you know sad, desperate attempt to uh, keep their people alive in this so-called, you know, people's uh, paradise, which is, of course, lorded over by one yeah. man. The, pe- the people's paradise where people are starving. Yeah. Because it's paradise to starve. Exactly. And so was uh, talking about just that in general and the kind of the dilemma, the difficult uh, question of what do you do as a humanitarian in this situation? You've got a, a man who is holding, I don't know how many millions of people live in North Korea uh, captive. I don't know how you would even get an estimate of that. You can't exactly go around and, and survey uh, anything. So uh, how many people are there? I, I don't know. But they're being held captive in this prison country, uh, essentially. And you've got this guy holding them captive and starving them to death, essentially. And he's saying he needs food to keep his captives alive. But you don't know if he's going to deliver the food to any, uh, any of them. And he's saying he will not give any sort of political considerations in order to get the food, which means he may not even allow you to come and deliver the food yourself. You may have to just drop it off with his agents. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah, and you never know who actually gets it and whether or not the people who truly need it are getting it. Well, right. You can guarantee the agents will get it. Make sure he, yeah, he's going to make sure he feeds his army first, I'm sure. And, you know, you know it, 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 he wouldn't. He certainly isn't going to allow people in to deliver this food because I don't know what the most amount of people who've been led into North Korea at one time in the last two or three decades. But generally, large amounts of people don't get in. I mean, small small groups of people get in and get taken on this bizarre wonderland tour that they have. So we'll come back and we can talk more about that here in a moment. But let's get to your thoughts because uh, what do you do in that situation where you've got people starving? You want to help them, but. You don't even know if you're going to be able to help them. I mean, do you give food on the hopes that they'll get the food into their hands? Or do you say, no, Kim Jong-il, you're a bad man and you run this uh, country like crap and so we're not going to give you any or food? Or just attach requirements 
to it, even though you're, you know, it's almost certain he won't accept the requirements. And then possibly have people starve. What do you do in that right. case? It's, it is not easy. All right. So uh, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Josh in Alabama. Uh, Josh, you're on Free Talk Live. And the estimate, by the way, according to uh, SciFace, uh, one of our producers, is 24 million people living in North Korea. Josh, you're uh, on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Thanks. Love your show. Thank you, sir. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, you're talking about North Korea. I'm actually something of a mini-expert on the subject. Oh, okay. uh, North Korea North Korea is interesting because it's the only country in the world that's led by a dead man. Uh, after Kim <laughs> Il-sung died, they elected him president for eternity. Yeah. So, uh, hmm. uh, they, they're, yeah. Um, and if also, you're taken uh, there, if you're taken there, uh, you, I believe, uh, you have to kneel in front of a statue of the uh, the you know the eternal president. Is that correct? Yes, yes, yeah. it's, a, it's a requirement. It's there's there's actually a national religion, which is odd for a, for a uh, Stalinist dictatorship, but it's called Jusei, and basically it's it's an extreme form of self reliance that uh, means everything for North Korea, everything in North Korea goes to North Koreans. Uh, it's, it's a principle of cutting themselves off uh, from the rest of the world. Hmm. How did you get to be so interested in uh, this place? I dated a girl when I was in high school, a Chinese exchange student, and she would tell me about North Korean refugees a lot. And uh, I didn't believe her. I just started reading about it. The, the place is fascinating. Uh, the oh, yeah. principles along which it's ran are are insane. There's no there's 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 a it's it's schizophrenia by government. If that makes any sense. Oh, it is an absolutely insane place. Can you give me some more examples? Yeah, yeah. Um, Kim Jong Il ordered all the short men out of Pyongyang. Uh, anyone under five five or five six, I can't remember. And they have to live on an island off the coast. For what? Uh, he ki- yeah yeah. He kidnapped a uh, South Korean actress that he had, that he liked and her husband and brought him to North Korea and forced him to make movies for him that only he can watch. Wait, wait. Uh, there's another one. He handed down an edict that nobody was allowed to have a pompadour haircut like he has. <laughs> they all had yeah. to have, you know, like a, a dictated, men had yeah. to have a dictated length haircut. Have you ever played StarCraft, the video game? Uh, no, I'm no. not. Okay. If this makes sense, if you're listening, they're like the Borg. There we go, from Star Trek. It's amazing. I don't think, everything I've read, there is not any sort of, like, effective, like, protest to that rule. Like, I, people accept it. They're brainwashed to think that North Korea won the Korean War, and the rest of the planet is just a bombed-out ruin, like, and they're the only ones that, that have anything. Like, they know they're poor, but they think that we're destitute. Wow. But they want food from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what the, what the problem with giving them food is that... Um, there's been so many famines in their history that North Koreans are actually two inches shorter than South Koreans now. Uh, they've captured army uniforms over the years, and they've compared them. They've noticed that the tailoring size has gotten smaller because when you're growing up, if, you, if you're starving during a growth period, you just miss that growth period. Yeah, and so, this is it's, – it's not a famine in the sense that people think of famines, like, well, for whatever reasons, the crops didn't grow. There's a famine because they run a Stalinist dictatorship. Because of centralization. And, yes, yeah, it's, it's centralization. It's, uh, people are not incentivized in the proper way to work, uh, you know, and, and it's just it – it's a system that doesn't work. Socialism they, uh, is starvation. It's, it's authoritarianism to the extreme, obviously. It's – that, the girl I dated in high school used to have a joke. She would tell me. She said that uh, communists took over the desert, and, and three weeks later there was a shortage of sand. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing because socialism, I, I've never seen it. Just wait, it's wasteful. The people in North Korea are not lazy. I mean, that they are, are, they are anything wrong with them. They just can't get ahead because the government beats them down every yep. single yep. day. It's, it's, it's shocking. I mean, the, if you want to watch a good uh, documentary, 
Uh, Lisa Ling has a pretty good. Uh, I think I saw that one. Special. What is it, Lisa yeah. Ling? I believe I saw that her one, and it was a very good documentary. Her sister was captured going across the border. You may remember a few years ago, uh, Lisa Ling's sister, Bill Clinton, had to go over and negotiate for her release. I remember uh, that. The North, the North Koreans are. Uh, it, it's insanity. I recommend all, any of your listeners that would like to truly see what uh, authoritarianism gone insane looks like. It, you can't even comprehend like the horrors these people uh-uh. live under. No, and uh, and I like you say you. You can't. You can kind of get some idea for how crazy it is. At least from watching the Vice Guide to North Korea, I haven't seen the Lisa Ling one, and I will look for that one. Um, but you get some idea of how insane it is just by the the things they're allowed to see, and it really makes you wonder what is it you aren't seeing? What what kind yeah. of horrors are you not being allowed to be subject to? One last thing: they have the world's largest underground system of tunnels, uh, miles of them. We don't know how many. Underground cities. They have uh, they have weapons of revenge set up in the mountains that are just automated uh, rockets. So if they lose a war, they can still take down planes years after the country has ceased to exist. Well, in theory, right? I mean, has anybody actually seen these things work? Uh, I don't know. It's, Do you it's, want to fly you know, the plane over government. to find out? No, I, I don't. <laughs> but, you know, it's one thing for, uh, you know, a communist government to brag about their military uh, spectacularness. But uh, and then, you know, does is it actually going to turn on when they're ready to uh, to utilize it? I mean, we're talking uh, about no one knows. Yeah. Fly some unmanned planes. Fly some automated planes. Hey, thank you for the uh, the information. I appreciate it, Josh, at 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Hot Rod Rod in New York on the amp lines. Hello, Hot Rod Rod. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I, I wanted to tell you guys about um, these European guys. They did a blog about their unescorted trip to North Korea. Really? I would love to hear about that, so hang on. We'll come back with uh, more on the madness of North Korea at 800-259-9231. We'll also tell you about just the most spectacular, beautiful, and sad thing that goes on over there. One of them. It's just amazing. We're on the way. You can take control and bring up anything. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from Alaska to Florida. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation twice. And the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com Four out of the last five years. You can have access to our 80-plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. We've got a webcam. You can watch. You can listen. You can interact. The chat room's built into the same page at cam.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. Cam.freetalklive.com and brought to you by Memory Dealers. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers. They also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. They're your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's MemoryDealers.com. So we're going to continue here uh, talking about the insanity of North Korea. Hot Rod Rod is with us, uh, and uh, you are in New York, and you're saying that you are aware of a documentary crew from Europe that was actually allowed unfettered access, unrestricted access to North Korea? They weren't allowed. 
they just took it upon themselves. They were just ordinary backpacker dude types. They they saw that there was a connection between Russia and North Korea mm. uh, around Vladivostok, like a, a, a rail line. And they were just like, okay, let's try to take it. They snuck so into North Korea? Yeah, let's see if we can they, die. They freaking snuck in. They just took a train. That's ballsy. And like... The past the guy who like like admits you like the ticket agent he saw them he was like all right he stamped them let him in the guy toured around North Korea took a bunch of pictures if you go to the forbidden railway by train from Vienna to Pyongyang um, it's a, it's like Vienna Pyongyang blogspot dot com I need a little a help here between- were these guys Asian looking no no not at all they were like white backpacker dude types. You've got to be kidding me. How can you... I'm not kidding. It how can you... Is about... I just picture, like, North Korea... I, I don't know, but I just picture that, like, there's militant police constantly checking people, making people show papers, like, are you supposed to be here right now? I don't know. I would know. think at least the populace would be Asian, petrified that there's, oh my god, there's white people here, no white people are supposed to hear, let's call the, let's call the, 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 the consulate guy, oh, whatever. Really, probably don't have phone lines. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought it must have been a hoax, but if you look at the site, the Forbidden Railway, by train from Vienna to Pyongyang, you'll see it looks so real. It's just impossible that it was fake. I mean, maybe. I mean, they they had an elaborate travel log there with so many pictures, and, you know, it's the story is incredible. It sounds... Maybe like a hoax, but I, I can't. I don't. Can think you give me some highlights? I'm not saying it's. I'm not. I'm not calling it a hoax. I'm just. I'm. I'm it's pe- stunning. Stupefied. It, can you? Can you give me some highlights? Like some of the things you remember uh, that stood out. Um. No, they were just. They were just showing that you know it's it's very rural and it's a lot of it's pristine. Um. That's I guess the only good thing you could say about the place. By pristine, you mean um, nature it, untouched. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of like. Like nice nature, they actually showed, and you know a lot of what you'd expect of a, of a backward communist autocratic state. You know, it was it was very crappy in a lot of places. So, so then, uh, presumably, I, I don't remember the details exactly. It was a while ago that I read it. I see. Well, I'll definitely take a look at that. Do you recall if they actually spoke uh, Korean to where they could interact with people there? No, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, okay. I don't think they. I don't think they did. All right, but well, well, thanks for the recommendation, Hot Rod Rod. Uh, Any other comments you want to make tonight? No, that's it. All right, man. Thanks Have for the call. Night, Appreciate hearing from you. So we've got a couple of recommendations so far. The Lisa Ling uh, documentary about North Korea. I have not yet seen that. Definitely want to. Uh, the Forbidden Railway is some sort of a photo uh, project online. That might be interesting. Also, The Vice Guide to North Korea, which is the one that I have seen, and it is absolutely stunning. Now, we were watching part of The Vice Guide uh, to North Korea during the break. And what you guys saw, and I believe you both saw it for the first time, this, uh, yes, yes. What we're talking about? Okay. Uh, it's called Arirang, and it is basically the celebration that they have uh, to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the Workers' Party of Korea. It is the most stunning display of human – what do you call this? Uh, human feats of uh, – Co- coordination performance uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. coordinated performance it is the most stunning coordinated performance i've ever seen it makes cirque de soleil, soleil, de soleil yeah. look like crap yeah this is <laughs> well cirque de soleil has like you know a couple hundred people maybe this is Tops. thousands Ma- I uh, yeah maybe so uh they're essentially imagine yourself in a stadium 
and you're sitting in the guy that went on this uh, this tour, the vice guy to North Korea. He's sitting in the same chair, basically, that Kim Jong Il himself would uh, would sit in. He's in this row of seats. It's just completely empty. Uh, there are some people in some other chairs in the in the background. So I don't think they put this on specifically for him, but he was certainly given like the royalty treatment uh, at this event. And essentially, these- I got the impression it was mostly for him, but okay. Maybe it so was. It's a stadium that is the vast majority of seats are filled by performers. Performers. Whereas there so are a few seats for viewers. Right. Because nobody in North Korea gets to see this thing unless you. You know, the party. They have to be the party. Stumble on, yeah. It's, the party it's, members. You know, uh, nor Kim Jong and his buddies. And they've basically. probably seen it a hundred times, so it doesn't mean anything to them. Well, maybe it, they change it every year. Who knows, so, Mark? I, 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 how many times would you see this before you'd be like, oh, yawn? Well, I don't know, Mark. I, I'm not going to say what uh, Kim Jong Il thinks about this, but uh, clearly it is. Just to give you some idea of the scope of this, you're in a football stadium. You're sitting on one side of the stadium, and the entirety of the rest of the stadium is is basically filled with, as you pointed out, performers who are – you've got people on the ground, on the actual floor of the stadium, and then people up in the seats as well. All of them are performers, decked out in just you know regalia and beautiful uniforms and dress and things like that, doing all form of manner of gymnastics and, uh, and feats of strength on the actual uh, – floor of the stadium and then sitting in the uh, the stadium wings in the the seats are performers who are card performers for lack of a better term they they have placards of some sort and they have a bunch of them and they are throughout the entire performance basically acting as a giant LED screen, except the light-emitting diodes, as you might see it, like a Super Bowl monitor or whatever, these are human beings. Each seat in the in the Each audience. Each person is a pixel. Yeah, yeah. a giant computer screen. And you look at the, the the display, and you can see this in the Vice Guide to North Korea. It's part 13 of 14 on YouTube. It'll blow your mind what these people are doing. They are they're displaying just detailed pictures. That are stadium size. I mean, you've seen the Megatron at the Super Bowl or whatever at the you know local football stadium, the whatever, however many foot feet long television set they have there. This is the entire like west side of a stadium full of people, essentially engaging in the like the most coordinated display of pictures that you've ever seen. It's just mind blowing. The guy that's in the video, uh, the the guy from the Vice Guide to North Korea, says this is the the weirdest thing I've ever seen. He's just <laughs> sitting there and, and he is in in shock. It, uh, I mean, the, the the feats, the coordination, it's just incredible. They must practice all year round to well, do this. The event. amazing look part at the of resources it, they put into performing this show for how many people? Right, for so for few people? people. That's and, what's and, amazing and look, about and this. And then people are starving. This is right. This yeah. is an amazing, amazing feat. You've never seen anything like it. The but the the weirdest part about it is is it's performed for so few people. Yeah, by people who are you know as as they've said starving. And they've been starving for a long time. Sure. They just haven't been this level of starving. Well, how they end up getting picked for this is another question. Maybe they're allowed to eat better if they perform in the. I'm in sure. This event. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, have, I have a feeling. You know, the, the the people who are the people whose jobs are either military related or who are there to create this illusion for visitors. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who are probably highest up in the food chain. Uh, you know, well, food chain sounds weird, but. The highest For lack of a better term. Priority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
Anyway, take a look at this. It's inc- it's incredible. It's called Arirang, A R I R A N G, uh, in the Vice Guide to North Korea, Part Thirteen. If you want to, see but don't skip. I mean, there's there's no reason to skip through this video. It's it's a mind blower. The the whole thing. Let's continue with your thoughts. Ishtar is listening in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ishtar. Um. Hi, uh, I wanted to comment on, on on several things that you guys have brought up about North Korea tonight. Sure. And North Korea has been an interest of me for a long time. To, to come back to what you guys were talking about right here, there's another documentary I want to recommend, and it's called State of Mind. Mm-hmm. It's uh, available on Netflix, and it's basically a camera crew following several girls who are training for the massive games that you were just describing where these uh, people perform. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they follow the whole schedule of how people get selected and what the training is. Oh, I'll tell you what, hang are. on. We'll be right back with more of Ishtar. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And don't forget, you can join us on our website. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. And you'll be able to enter Amazon through the links you'll find there. And worldwide, by the way, we've got U.S., Amazon, Canadian, German, U.K., Amazon, you enter through one of our affiliate links, and then at that point, whatever you buy at Amazon, uh, when you enter through our link, uh, we'll get a portion of the purchase. So you're still getting the great, same great Amazon deals, the amazing selection they've got. You're just starting your shopping through our portal, basically. So start shopping at, amp- at uh, shop.freetalklive.com. LearnLiberty.org is a new site featuring, featuring libertarian talks and lect- lectures on a variety of topics. It's a great way to explore new avenues within the libertarian perspective. Brush up on political, economic, and philosophical terms like public choice and confirmation bias. More videos are being added daily. It's available now. Uh, go to it's learnliberty.org. There's uh, Phil Magnus talking about his new book on Lincoln and plans to deport, uh, deport freed slaves to Belize. Nigel Ashford discussing the 10 fundamental principles of classic liberal thought in under 10 minutes. And uh, Professor Anthony Davies showing you just how bad our government debt is. This is a great site. It's set up by the IHS, the Institute for Humane Studies. And uh, I'd really like to show them how we can, uh, how many people we can drive to their site in one day. It's learnliberty.org. It's a great site. Go there, watch a couple of videos like I did, learnliberty.org. So we're talking about the bizarro, sick world of North Korea and having different people uh, call in to share their thoughts and, and what they've learned about it because, well, most people haven't actually seen it in person. They've uh, Whatever they know, they know from you know news reports and uh, documentary films and photos that have been taken by people that have been over there. Uh, there have been some recommendations made so far, uh, one of them, and we're going to talk to uh, Ishtar here, Ishtar in Illinois. A couple of the uh, recommendations so far, the Vice Guide to North Korea, that's available on YouTube. Uh, National Geographic Inside North Korea with Lisa Ling. Uh, Independent Lens Soul Train is another one that I found over on Netflix. And uh, Ishtar, are you with us? 
Yes, I'm, I'm with you guys. Sorry we had to interrupt you there. You were talking about State of Mind, which is a yeah. documentary specifically about uh, some of the performers, uh, some of the young female performers in this incredibly beautiful yet simultaneously tragic uh, just massively beautiful and tragic uh, performance known as Ararang. Uh, do do tell a little more about that. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's basically they follow, I think, two or three uh, female performers, very young kids, like 10, 10, 12 years old kids, in uh, how they get selected for the, for the math games. And uh, basically the entire indoctrination that goes along with being selected for the math games. Like one of the things that is mentioned is that the performing in these games do get extra food rations. They're usually from higher class families. And it's a very prestigious thing for a family. Like the father, for instance, of his daughter has a greater chance of promotion because his daughter is selected for this game. Mm. And because of that, there's peer pressure from the parents, from the teachers, from everybody for these girls to work their asses off to to get uh, to the level for these games. And one of the scariest things is that it's repeatedly said in the documentary by instructors, by teachers, by parents, that the objective of the mass games isn't the mass games by itself, but to instruct the country and the individuals in the mass game that to make North Korea great, um, we need to get a collective mindset going here. I mean, we need to like, teach the people to think as one. And so it's not the role of the individual that's important, it's the role of the group. And when I'm not thinking back to the, the, the piece that you guys wrote last Saturday, the, the board general who wanted to uh, get everybody to voluntaristically but forced work for the state, I mean, when I was hearing that, I thought about this documentary because what he said was it doesn't matter which work you get assigned to you because it's not the work that matters. It's the... It's the mindset that we create in our young people. Yeah, this was the U.S. uh, general from Afghanistan that was uh, talking about that. Yeah, and and when I heard that, I mean, it's almost like you took a quote out of this movie of North Korea Mm. and have a a U.S. war general here spout that Americans should live up to this. So it's really, really scary to see stuff like that from countries like that be taken and be used. Be, be being starting to be implemented here. I mean, it's just terrifying. So that's a really good documentary. And then there's another one I'd like to recommend too, which is Crossing the Line. Crossing the Line. And crossing the Line. And that's uh, back when the conflict started, they had several um, U.S. soldiers at the border actually um, crossing over. And um, I'm looking for the word here. I can't think of it. But basically abandoning the U.S. Army and becoming North Korean citizens. Defect. Yeah, defect. U.S. soldiers were defecting to North Korea? Yeah. They have a story of several U.S. soldiers who defected to North Korea. Their story of what happened in North Korea afterwards. They later came back. Some of them stayed in the States after they came back. Some of them went back to the States and then went back to North Korea. But it's their story. And it's very, very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And... And 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 the, why? The yeah, what in the world? Yeah, right. Because of all America the places, is evil and greedy. I mean, of yeah. all the places to expatriate to, North Korea. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, wait, it's it's somehow uh, holy and good to uh, live in a hut and starve. Um, basically, they were treated as as heroes once they were in North Korea, and they were treated so so shitty. Oh, we gotta let you go. Thanks for the call tonight. Can't let you say that on the radio. But I appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred. She said they were treated very bad.
The, uh, very, badly, very, badly, very bad. The people yeah. that uh, the the people. <laughs> Thank you, Dale. Uh, the people that defected, she said, were treated uh, poorly. So, unfortunately, she couldn't tell us more. So you have to go and watch the uh, the documentaries that she recommended. All right. So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That is the uh, the SACL CAI toll free line. So the, again, the issue that brought all of this conversation about is the the question that these people are starving over there and the North Korean government you know I guess I'm sure very reluctantly having to reveal this information to the world because it shows that things are not uh, the perfect people's paradise that they might want you to believe over there uh, where all 40 North Korean embassies have been ordered by Pyongyang this according to independent.co.uk to ask governments from around the world to uh, to give them food uh, each of the embassies has been given a quota, according to an Asian diplomatic source. Another official from the region claimed the instruction from Kim Jong-il had come at the end of the year. It was to gather as much rice as possible, he said. The Foreign Office confirmed that the North Korean embassy in London had approached the government seeking food aid. Any decision we make will be based on assessments currently being made of the country's food needs, according to spokesbureaucrat from the Foreign Office. That I would imagine is essentially the foreign aid wing of the, the UK government. And and uh, let's see, they're going out in the field. Nobody knows yet what it will say. We will distribute as much as we can get funding for. But at the moment, we're 80 percent underfunded, he said. However, distribution of the aid is a potential sticking point. Uh, they've asked for access to the distribution points after claims the regime was using the way it put out the supplies to maintain control. Direct food shipments from abroad, if that transpired, would allow Pyongyang to avoid such scrutiny. So, again, that's what they want. Uh, this this dictator Kim Jong-il wants to get food from the world, and he doesn't want to give anything in return. He doesn't want to concede a thing. He doesn't even want to allow the people who are going to be so generous as to give food to this prison colony to actually come into the country and do the distribution of the food themselves. So uh, You're supposed to trust him. Starvation's often a good tool to get uh, you know people to overthrow their government, but I don't think it'll work in this circumstance. Um, I, you know, I've always wondered about uh, a Cuba and how it is they put up with that crap over there. Finally, their governments of the opinion that uh, that that their you know great communism isn't working, uh, their socialism isn't working, so they're going to go ahead and try something a bit more capitalistic. You know, so mm-hmm. whatever, um, but. Somehow, I remember hearing in the mid mid to early nineties that you know the the Cuban government put out some kind of memo to its people to eat eggshells. It's good for you. The calcium is. No oh, man, uh, you actually can't assimilate the egg sh- the calcium out of eggshells. But you know, uh, be that as it may, it just shows the level of uh, of nutrition these people were getting. Mm-hmm. All right, Aren't so- there trade uh, there there trade restrictions. There's all the kinds of trade restrictions though, and I wonder is is that uh, how much you know. I, certainly, the communism that's going on down there is horrible. But I wonder: is it, um, is it, is it, is it like limiting trade to them over the, the U.S. Is, that, is hurting you know. uh, Cuba by not allowing trade? Right, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so we're going to come back with hour number three here in a moment. Uh, you'll of course have the chance to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. We might also talk about uh, some health benefits, apparently, of 
well, sex that are a little unusual uh, that, that maybe come as a surprise to people. Uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. Uh, but want to tell you about the Totasac right now. You can go to totasac.us, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.us to learn about this handy tool that lets you bring the groceries back in from the car. For me, it's one trip, man. It, it is a brilliant device. You can get your own at totasac.us, or you can call in right now to win a two-pack. The number you need is 603-435-1105. You will win a two-pack of the Totasac if you call in now, 603 603- 435-1105. Our three's next. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Are you ready to explore New Hampshire, meet more than a thousand freedom-loving friends, and experience the free market in action? You can do all of these things and more at the Free State Project's 2011 Porcupine Freedom Festival at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. Porkfest has games, hikes, live music, dance parties, fun activities for kids, and even state-free weddings. And of course, Porkfest features the famous Agora Valley, where the free market thrives. You won't want to miss speakers like Stefan Molyneux and Janiel Shulman, but the best part of Porkfest is being surrounded by more than a thousand like-minded, freedom-loving friends. The fun begins on June 20th, 2011, and doesn't stop until the 26th. Porkfest 2011 is the biggest liberty-oriented event in the world. This year, you can be a part of it. Visit Porkfest.com today. Early bird registration is just $25 for the whole week. Don't miss out. Visit Porkfest.com today. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can bring up anything. That's the point of the program. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. Um, you can, by the way, uh, get more about Dale over on his website, flamingfreedom.com. That's his brand new site. Uh, is the, the blog uh, aspect up now? Of that oh, site? yeah. There's a blog okay, up, good. and you can comment on shows and things like that. Because you've got your own show. You've got your own radio show now that you've started doing on Sundays. Uh, people can go to flamingfreedom.com to get more information on how to tune in and, uh, and that sort of thing. But it's, uh, it's a liberty show with a, I guess, LGBT focus. Yeah, with a focus on LGBT issues and things like that so definitely go to flamingfreedom.com get more of dale there and we'll continue to take your phone calls if you dial in toll free at 800-259-9231 coming up we'll tell you about uh, the dire situation the u.s postal service uh, continues to face it's not getting better for them Uh, but first mark you've got a medical story that uh well sort of Medical slash sexual story it's from psychology today and it's, it's very interesting the uh the title of it and I I checked this out because I thought this has to be a a joke. It has to be a scam. I, it's I, not April's Fool yet. It isn't. Um, Psychology Today is pretty recognized. I yeah, I, I looked through and it it seems to be a true b- article. PsychologyToday.com. You go check it out yourself. The title is Attention, ladies. Semen is an antidepressant. <laughs> Perhaps you're familiar with the McClintock effect. It's the observation that when groups of reproductive age women live and work together in college housing, the military, all female workplaces, etc., over time, their menstrual cycles tend to 
get synchronized. It's true. The accepted explanation is that women detect each other's pheromones, subtle scents that each of us produce, and somehow these only faintly aromatic but powerful compounds influence the women's hormones and make their menstrual, menstrual periods arrive at about the same time. But the State University of New York, two evolutionary psychologists were puzzled to discover that Lesbians show no McClintock effect. This is the first time I'd heard that. I did not know Fascinating. that. And, and I didn't when either. I read this article, that was the first I heard that. Gordon Gallup and Rebecca Birch realized that the only real difference between lesbians and heterosexual women is that the latter is exposed to semen. Well, presuming the heterosexuals are having sex, right? Well, it, apparently heterosexuals uh, not having sex are the same as lesbians. Is that what is, is made, the claim is made? I don't know. You're you're presuming that? I'm not presuming anything. I'm reading an article. All right. God. (laughs) The only difference between lesbians and heterosexual women is that the latter is exposed to semen. They speculated that maybe semen... That's the only difference? Come on. That's what... Look, guys. (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. They speculated that maybe semen chemistry has something to do with the McClintock effect. But if that were true, the vagina would have to absorb compounds in the semen that affected the women's pheromones. Semen is best known for what's not absorbed by the vagina sperm, which is uh, they swim through the uh, little way to the fallopian tombs Mm -hmm. where the fertilization takes place. But sperm comprise only about 3% of semen. The rest is seminal fluid, mostly Mm -hmm. water, plus 50 compounds, sugar to nourish the sperm, immunosuppressants to keep the women's immune system from destroying the sperm, and oddly, two female sex hormones and many mood-elevating in compounds, endorphins. Female sex hormones in sperm. Yep. Male bodies are producing female sex hormones and putting it in the sperm. That's right. Endorphins, oh my God. estrone, prolactin, oxytocin. Uh, boy, there's some other stuff. Uh, a Something else they don't mention. Thyropin, uh, releasing pheromone and serotonin. So there's all kinds of good stuff in, in semen, apparently. and uh, it's, They don't mention that it's basic when because, uh, I guess, vaginal fluids are acidic, and that's hard on the, on the sperm, so it's uh, basic to help cancel that out. Makes mm. sense. Yeah. Basic being the opposite of acidic. Right. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Or, 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 or what is it? Alkaline is the other word for it? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Vaginal tissue is very absorb- uh, absorptive. It's richly endowed with blood and lymph vessels. Given vaginal absorptiveness and all of the mood-elevating compounds found in the semen, Gallup, Birch, and SUNY uh, colleague Stephen Pletik wondered if semen exposure might be associated with a better mood and less depression. They surveyed 293 college women at SUNY Albany where uh, about intercourse with and without condoms and then gave the women the Beck Depression Inventory, a standard test of mood compared with women who always or usually use condoms, those who never did, whose uh-huh. vaginas were exposed to semen, showed significantly better mood, fewer depressive symptoms, and fewer bouts of depression. In addition... Wow. Compared to women who had no intercourse at all, the semen-exposed women showed more elevated mood and less depression. Meanwhile, risky sex is usually associated with negative self-esteem and depressed mood. Among college women, risky sex includes intercourse without condoms. So we would expect sex sans condoms to be associated with more depressive symptoms and more serious depression, including suicide attempts. However, in the Gallup-Birch Pletek study, among women who always or usually used condoms, about 20% reported suicidal thoughts. But among those who used condoms only sometimes, the figure was much lower, 7%. And among women who never used condoms, only 5% reported suicidal thoughts. The study controlled for a relationship huh. duration, amount of sex, use of the pill, and days since last sexual intercourse. 
So it appears quite possible that the antipressants in semen might have a real mood-elevating effect. So, Incredible. Yes. This, this led to, uh, this article, by the way, led to the most hilarious thread of comments on Facebook. This is the, <laughs> Dale, which I, I understand as a gay man, you probably don't understand it. This is the most important article of my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, for God's Look how sake, important you are now. This is you have to. You can explain to your wife. Like, there Look. are men all over America that are like, "What? What did he say? Holy crap!" <laughs> I was talking about how disposable it could make men because, like, more and more we're finding out like you know you don't really need the man there you just like you know you don't need him for reproduction you know uh, the, they have they have yep. devices that make men unnecessary and before long women will be just will just go to walmart and get a box of like pick me up packets that'll be like little ketchup packets that uh, will elevate their moods, and they won't need men. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, that takes away all the fun, though. <laughs> it's going to be a while. <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not. I mean, not, I think I'm, I'm, I'm probably being a little bit overly pessimistic. It's but. not anytime soon, and I think that this is, uh, you know, th- this is important for people to know. Now, good Lord, vaginal exposure to semen is good for your mood. It's an antidepressant. Now, you'll, hold on. You'll be happier, <laughs> point ladies. Of, point of clarification. Trust me, you'll be happier. <laughs> I have a vasectomy, uh-huh. so um, I have seminal fluid, but not actually any swimmers there's no you know squigglies in there right. um they're not saying it's the semen that's that's carrying this are yes. they yes it's, 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 what's it's in the, the fluid they're saying sperm is only three percent of it um i would i, I would my Excuse immediate me, speculation would be that that it wouldn't be any different for you right uh but but it'd be curious to see maybe yeah. if and, and if for some reason whatever cuts off the sperm is maybe cutting off some or all yeah, of this I wouldn't stuff think too. it would be. I wouldn't think it would. I wouldn't be. think so either. That would be my immediate speculation, yeah. like I said. But I, but I, who knows? There's a, there, you know, there are a lot out. of glands that add to uh, semen that that aren't uh, gonads. Mm-hmm. So there's the uh, uh, the prostate. There's the the Kofer's gland. There's there's several of them in there, and they're all producing apparently things that are really great for women to have. Someone pointed out. Someone asked me. They yeah. said, "Well, does this work on gay men?" And and That's what I want to know. Most of the stuff that they described in there sounds like it. Would it would work on men as well? I don't know. I mean, which is funny because you know I don't know. But but how, well, the would, anal walls are very absorptive. Uh, they would seem very absorptive. You, know, you can and, take a suppository up there, and there's a reason for that because it's, right. it's a good place to uh, deliver medicine and things. Yeah, like it would. I would imagine it would be very absorptive as well. And and uh, and then the question is. You know, and then one question I had is, uh, you know, where does this stuff come from? Is it depleted in any way from men because they're they're doing it, or is it just like something that's produced that's extra? It's bonus. I, I don't know. know. <laughs> I'd say the evolutionary imperative here, and and you know, my personal experience throughout my life is I spent um, as much time as I possibly can trying to get rid of semen. So I'd say <laughs> that that. that, that <laughs> We should have been saving oh, it. He's laughing at his own joke. We That's should have great. been saving it all this time. Oh well. Fascinating though, I have to say. And thanks it's, for sharing that. It's fascinating. It's, There's a little it'll more. It'll be illegal soon because it's got drugs in it. Mm. You know, the the drug war drug will war. soon be. You know, sperm will be illegal. So you say there's oh. more that you want to share? Yeah. Well, Washington police sperm will be real interesting. All right, we'll get back to that here in a moment. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves, so as some would look at this and say this is dangerous information because it's going to encourage people to, uh, you know, have unprotected sex. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever you want, and this is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? 
How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there for free. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com features including listening options. We've got live streams, broadband, and dial-up flavors. You can listen around the clock. The latest episode of Free Talk Live is playing 24 hours a day over at listen.freetalklive.com. We've got a webcam, too, as well as listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen in that way. Plus, there's a free-to-air satellite channel and 93 radio stations from coast to coast that uh, air the show and beyond, actually, uh, that air the show in at various different times throughout the week. You can go and get details on how to tune in at listen.freetalklive.com. Intern for Liberty. Make a difference, get experience, and get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and in public policy organizations. The internship includes a generous stipend, that's paycheck, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Visit Libertarian Internships for more information, to sign up, to receive updates and reminders. Uh, these are This is a great opportunity for somebody who wants to get into the areas of uh, journalism or public policy. Whether and, and even if you just have some time this summer, you're in college and you just want to learn about these things, these are great opportunities. And it beats whatever job you're likely to be doing during this summer. LibertarianInternships.com. All right, so 800-259-9231 is the number. We'll uh, continue here with your phone calls and thoughts here in a moment. But first, Mark, you wanted to finish up some of the more, uh, I guess, uh, details, uh, science uh, regarding the claim uh, that this study has shown that apparently some of the elements of semen are actually like antidepressants. Yeah, they have a anti semen has an antidepressant uh, quality at least according to this science for women. Where they looked at hundreds of uh, women and their sexual uh, activities, the people that were sexually active uh, and they looked at the ones that had, you know, that used protection all of the time, the ones that used protection some of the time, the ones that never used protection, and they found some very interesting things. They were able to come to a conclusion. This is written by Michael Castleman and it's at psychologytoday.com. You can go there and find it or you can just search for semen Antidepressant, and I'm sure you'll come up with it. (laughs) Um, And he continues here. Finally, recall that in addition to antidepressant compounds, semen also contains two female sex hormones. It's a folicyl-stimulating hormone, or FSH, and lutein. Is that not follicle? It's not Okay. Follicle. Sorry. Sorry, it is follicle. Is it follicle? You're right. Okay. Um, luteinizing hormone. Just reading it, reading it on the fly here, man. Um, <laughs> that's uh, LH. So FSH spurs egg maturation in the ovary, and LH is involved in triggering women's ovulation. So why would semen contain compounds that encourage ovulation? From an evolutionary perspective, this makes perfect sense. Consider our closest biological relatives, the chimpanzees. Chimp semen contains... No FSH or LH, but ovulating females develop a red buttocks, clearly signaling reproductive readiness. In contrast, 
human women have concealed ovulation. Men don't know when women are at their most fertile compared to men whose semen lacked ovulation triggering hormones. Those whose semen contain these hormones would gain a small reproductive advantage. Their semen would encourage ovulation and their sperm would be more likely to fertilize eggs. Now, the author uh, here, Michael Kesselman, says, I'm not advocating that reproductive age women shun condoms to elevate a woman's mood at the risk of unplanned pregnancy. But this effect might come in handy for women over the age of 50 who are experiencing menopausal blues. Hmm. I'm fascinated by the chemical complexity of semen. Until recently, scientists believed that its sole purpose was to nourish and protect sperm on their way to fertilization. But now it appears that There's more to it. semen spurs ovulation and makes women feel happier. That might explain why women report increased interest in sex around the time of ovulation. And then he cites another article, an ode to the many evolved virtues of human semen from Scientific American. And I went and looked at that one. It's a real article, too. So, gentlemen, they they studied, they found these things in it. Like they found they saw the effect and then they went and studied. They said they examined the sperm and found these substances or these chemical compounds in it. That's correct. Yeah, and that's why I said it's it's not going to be long before Walmart has a box of like disposable squirt packets, <laughs> right. little, little pick me up packets. So. I, you know, it's it's just not that hard for women to find semen. I don't think they have to pay that's for it. True. That's true. Well, yeah, but it, the the process. You know, it's something about like there's this, the risk involved. The yeah. process of having to deal with men, though. If there's you know, always uh, vasectomies. <laughs> Those are uh, easy. There's the the pill. I highly recommend that's it. easy. Yeah. A a nice uh, you know. But it there's a lot of single to, women, Mark. It doesn't have you, to be a lot of single women. It doesn't have to be new, different semen every day. It could be the same semen over it, and it over. It can be can. the same semen over and over. But there's a lot of single women, and there's the, the you know the they can take the pill. They, they can encourage their boyfriend to get a vasectomy. So they, 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 don't, far more, they may uh, not have a boyfriend. I, they can find one. It's I mean, easy. It's Look, I'm you, I, we're talking about semen. We're not talking about boyfriends. Packets okay? at Walmart until you find your boyfriend. Fine. You <laughs> <laughs> think that packets at Walmart are going to happen? You just you go into the packeting <laughs> semen business, pal. Hey, I just might. <laughs> All right, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We'll move on to your thoughts on whatever you want. Let's talk to Ken, listening in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ken. Uh, hey guys, long time listener, first time caller. Hey Ken, what's on your mind tonight? Um, I was wondering if you guys heard about, uh, if you saw the flyover the Air Force did at the Super Bowl, if you heard about that at all. Yeah, I saw it. It was uh, four F-18s and uh, and that, that V formation. Uh, why, why do you ask? Well, first of all, it costs $450,000 of the Woo! taxpayers' money. Wow. So, you know, considering the federal government's broke, but that's that's not even the point. Oh, they're not the broke. Point. They can print money. Well, I always wonder about those numbers. It's not like they weren't going to fly F-18s that day. You know, these guys practice on a pretty regular basis, and I suppose if you're going to have fighters and fighter pilots, you want them to practice. So, I mean, is it that I, – I, it's – you know, I, I just wonder about those numbers. I mean, if, if that's what it costs, that's what it costs. But they likely would have been practicing at something anyway, right? Sure, but that's, that's actually not the punchline. The punchline is that the, uh, the stadium they were playing with did not have a retractable roof, so they just flew over the stadium and nobody in the game <laughs> no even saw it. Saw it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That is the punchline. <laughs> Nicely oh, done. Well, Mark, how yeah. did you see it? Do they have cameras outside of the stadium or something? Super Bowl, yeah. They I took guess. pictures of it. And, and, you know, this is the truth with most sporting events, that the best way to watch it is on TV. the largest TV sure. you can find. Yeah, no doubt. Ken, anything else you want to share tonight? Uh, I guess uh, while I have you, I've been listening to these uh, Complete Liberty podcasts. Yeah, with Wes Burton. Yeah, I'm at the point where uh, 
you guys are uh, debating voting, and uh, I'd say I have to say I mostly agree with Mark. I think it's pretty useless, but Wes brought up uh, incorrect point. I think he was trying to use the broken glass fallacy. Broken uh, window, saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think that's like a correct application of his argument because that's more of an argument saying the government shouldn't decide to spend people's money, the money that the people earn, whereas Mark is using his own time, so he does have, he is in the best position to choose how to spend his own time. So I just, if you're debating him and he tries to pull out the broken window fallacy... Is, this, is he talking about the personal time wasted, or is he talking about the legitimacy that it feeds into, and how that is a, a difficult damage to, to measure? If he's all the time, go ahead. His point is all the time Mark is wasting voting. He could be used doing other actions. Apparently, he doesn't know how much time I yeah. spend on Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Ken. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, more coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. It is free talk live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. We've got our webcam. Uh, you can go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can go to our mobile site at m.freetalklive.com. All kinds of different stuff, all for free at freetalklive.com. Does your company have a uh, need, something to, need to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. The principal over there at SACL CAI, Jason Osborne, he's practically the John Hancock of the Liberty Movement. Go check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. All right, so we're going to continue here. Uh, we'll take your phone calls about whatever you want. And then, uh, Dale, I know you wanted to talk about, say, a movie trailer that has been released. Uh, but first, we talked to Allie, listening in Alabama. Allie, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Dale, and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind um, tonight? Well, I was calling. Well, actually, I called. I wanted to make a comment about something you guys were talking about earlier with the study with semen and increasing mood and stuff. Okay, sure. Do you have a personal um, experience you'd like to relate? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, uh, well, good. I was going to ask, well, you know, you guys were talking about, like, some of the problems with, you know, like, oh, it, it uh, suggesting that, you know, uh, unsafe sex is, you know, somehow better um, for the women. But I wonder if you could offset that by just ingesting the semen. Uh, you know, this was... This, that was not studied, correct? Mark? Yeah, this this study was uh, was done with vaginal... Uh, apparently, the va- uh, the vaginal wall is very abs- absorptive. I don't know. I'm uh, no doctor. This is what they say. And mm-hmm. I would suspect uh, putting uh, semen in that uh, the environment of peptic acid would probably not be not pr- particularly good for it and wouldn't have much opportunity for absorption. Well, I do know I do know that the, 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 um, the, the statistics show... That your the safe sex aspect of swallowing versus, um, say another you know intercourse versus intercourse uh-huh. uh, is 
it's much safer. It's like your chances of actually, like for instance, getting getting HIV infected from swallowing is is they don't have any statistical evidence There's of it no happening at all. That, yeah. So it's 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 definitely a much less it's much less likely to to be a safe sex issue and 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 for the same reasons like you just said with stomach acids well, and it's not as absorbent uh, and all that there are other uh, diseases besides hiv yeah, to be concerned with and, yeah. and so but but i was just saying that 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 fact would make me uh think the same thing that you said that it probably wouldn't be quite as effective ellie okay well yeah um well that's actually that was just i wanted to comment on that but the real reason i called is because I was listening to the podcast from yesterday, and I was really excited when that um, that guy called, like the Zeitgeist Movement guy. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I always think you know you can always like take on the neocons, and some of them they seem like you know, or you know talking to just like mainstream people or like you know moderates. It seems like they're not really all the way with a lot of their ideas. So I like to talk to people that disagree with me, but they're like you know, they really, like, are into what they think. So, you yeah. know, if you're going to be semi-socialist, I'd rather talk to someone who's, like, all the way. You oh, know, yeah, but- I, I love it when communists call the show. It, it really gives <laughs> for great content because, you know, it, we're so diametrically opposed. The guy so claimed much. to be a voluntarist. And well, I'm you can t- be a voluntarist communist. Yeah, I'm, I'm just taking him at his word. So, you know, it was, it was, but it was a very interesting conversation. He was getting somewhat frustrated, and I we weren't, trying to we weren't berating him or anything but he was getting somewhat frustrated and i would love to t- to spend more time talking to him about uh, different ideas i think he he felt uh, ping-ponged between three people yeah well um something i think is really interesting because i've like you know i have lots of friends who are you know they don't consider themselves socialists but they're liberal and i sort of see the whole zeitgeist movement or um what you know people who are into the venus project it seems like they're sort of taking the whole liberal perspective where, you know, consumption, self-interest and employment, all these things are bad, you know, like, um, like I've seen signs and stuff from yeah. these protests that say, uh, property is theft, mm, which yeah. I just think is the most bizarre. I don't even understand the perspective at all. But, you should take um, their sign away from them, tear it up and throw it at their unfortunately, feet. Most <laughs> people, yeah, it's, it's, unfortunately, most people are not getting the, uh, was it Spooner who talked about? No, no, it wasn't Spooner that said property is theft. That uh, was a Prudhan. 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 Um, I, I, from what I understand, if you read Prudhan, he also says that, uh, he also said that, um, Almost the opposite statement of that, and it was, and and you have to look at all that in the in the context of what he was saying. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's really way oversimplified. Right, because the, the the idea behind the property was it was I guess I guess state owned property because at the time individuals didn't own land in the same you know mostly individuals didn't own land. There were a few individuals that owned it, and then the rest were basically serfs upon the land. Well, individuals don't land own land in the environment we're in now, which I think is part of the reason why, um, that where they like derive these ideas, um, like, you know, cause you guys were talking to them and you're sort of asking them, you know, like, well, what about trade? And, you know, are you talking about like a barter system? But I, I checked on, you know, Wikipedia on their, like, you know, just typed in like zeitgeist movement. And it says, um, according to the movement, there will be no decision-making process. Decisions are arrived by using the scientific method based on carrying capacity of the earth rather than human options or opinions. The uh, replacement of human decision-making by artificial intelligence is termed social cybernation. Private property will be abolished, but it will become obsolete as culture grows, being replaced by a system of universal access. 
and and part of their um, right. like mission. It's like no money, barter, trade, or property. Money is money is just advanced barter. That's all it is. I mean, well, they're trying to eliminate money all of, of any. If it's money that has any any substance to it and any kind of, um, you know, sustainability to it, it has to have value itself, and yeah, then you're just barter. It's just well, barter. Well, the whole, the huge appeal here, and I'm glad you brought it up. The uh, you know this the what they're focus what they focus on in Zeitgeist this third movie is that you know, it will all be very scientific, and we're using the scientific method to advance things. We've got robots, and uh, we, don't, we don't need property, and we don't need money, and uh, we don't need trade because the science will solve all of the problems, and we'll have the computer system that controls all the world's resources, and it's just so. So centrally controlled and so centrally planned and so utopian and impossible to uh, to achieve. And we couldn't get through to the guy uh, last night. And you know he's a true believer, which you know good for him. And I hope that they can. I hope he can try his little experiment. I hope it. You know I hope it works for the best for them. How do you claim to be a voluntarist but then like denounce trade? Like how are you going to keep people from trading? Well, he believes that. Now remember, you should probably watch the movie to get a real good idea for what uh, they're they're looking at. I've seen I've seen like the like I saw the first movie. No, no, no the third one. Had... The third one's completely different. This one is focuses all on this you know basically the, this idea, um, but they they want to. If you ask him as a voluntarist, he's going to tell you he wants to get everybody to jump on board with this idea on their own, like based on its own merits to sell this idea to the entire world, which, of course, is ludicrous and impossible (laughs) because people believe different things. There is a variety of belief systems out there, quite a wide variety, in fact, and it's that contrast that makes uh, the world a wonderful place uh, to be able to have different belief systems interacting with one another in uh, various different ways. But he wants literally everybody to climb on board voluntarily with this centrally planned economy or centrally planned so-called resource-based economy, which, of course, is an, is a, you know, an impossible task. Right. Otherwise, um, you would have to use force, and he doesn't want to you know, cop to that because he doesn't believe in it. He's a voluntarist, and maybe there are people within the zeitgeist movement that are just you know, uh, salivating over the idea of using force to force people into this particular It's the only thing that's going to work, I viewpoint. can tell you that. Well, it never works anyway, right, Mark? Because well, there's always unintended consequences to using force on people, and it certainly will not get them to accept your ideas. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's either way you slice it, whether you use force or you're trying to persuade people, there's no way you're going to persuade, persuade the whole world to join in your uh, futuristic vision of how uh, people could live in this, you know, uh, futuro communo culture. I mean, maybe if it was to like, you know, maybe if it really did work and, you know, their little community was like super prosperous and, you know, everyone there is happier and stuff like that, maybe people would join in and have the whole world. Could, but, you know, I really doubt it considering that. You know, it'd be people, you know, it seems like you guys kept saying, oh, it's human nature to, to trade. And you kept saying, oh, well, that's the common reply. And that's that's a bunch of baloney. But I don't see how you could deny that. How? I mean, I'm, I've yet to meet a person that, you know, didn't have a uh, didn't have any motivation to advance their life or their their influence or their, um, you know, Ability, you know, ability to prosper. But um, well said, Ali, and thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control and bring up anything in the remaining moments coming up. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight is Ian and Dale and Mark. Moments remain. Enough time for your thoughts. 800-259-9231. And we want to invite you to our website as well at freetalklive.com, where if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out a little bit, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com to get a whole list of things that you can do to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations around the country uh, bring more internet listeners on board and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Go to promote.freetalklive.com to do that as we go to your phone calls about what you want. Frank is in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank. Uh, good evening. Hey. I wanted to disagree regarding the uh, discussion of uh, oral sex or fellatio. Uh, in Europe, especially in Germany, there's been numerous studies, and heterosexuals that engage in uh, fellatio uh, – Actually, there's a relatively high degree in the last 10 years of uh, gonorrhea of the throat and syphilis of the throat and other things that are resistant to antibiotics. I was referring specifically to AIDS. Pardon me? I was referring specifically to AIDS transmission. Yeah, but the point is it also, you know, affects the immune system, those venereal diseases, especially, you know, in the throat. And, you know, it can lead to cancer and different things as well. So, you know, it isn't really... In a sense, that they just be careful, as they say. And uh, I also wanted to. Well, that's always hang- a good idea. Yeah, uh, to know your partners. Hang- oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's a good idea to know who your partner is, and you know what, whether you're being safe or not. That's always important. Yeah, we, we were only we were only analyzing scientifically. Uh, well, not very scientifically, since we were just speculating. But I was, we were just analyzing whether or not it would have the same effect that way. And and uh, like like Ian said, you know, we don't want to encourage anyone to suddenly start having unsafe sex because of this or something. Right. Know your partner and know your sexual history. But mm-hmm. I wanted to make one comment regarding the zeitgeist yeah. uh, comment. Uh, he who has the uh, economic control and the money uh, will be able to afford the robots and sort of uh, put the program into uh, uh, reality. And uh, that's always the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's well, always the way it's been. And, you know, we love our illusions and our intellectual abstractions and our mythologies. And, uh, you know, they do have a place, but uh, often not in the area of the emancipation of the individual. Yeah, I don't expect the, the Zeitgeist contrary. movement to go anywhere. And uh, thank you, Frank, for the call tonight. I appreciate Absolutely. hearing from you. Thank you. 800-259-9231. I don't know what their plan is, but I didn't get the – I didn't dig too deep, honestly, into their website. So if you have and you can uh, tell us more, you're certainly welcome to. But I didn't see any kind of, hey, let's get together idea here. Uh, there are people that they have that uh, the guy that called last night uh, to explain the zeitgeist movement. Uh, he's like in South Dakota and he's one of their people in like organizers or whatever. And I didn't see any kind of, uh, hey, let's go build one of these concentric circle cities and you know show the world that our ideas are viable. 
Uh, it's well, let's of, let's convince the whole world somehow that our ideas are viable and then move forward with uh, with this plan. Whereas what Ali suggested, I think, would be much more sensible. If you think this is going to work, then please create a proof of concept, make your little concentric circle uh, miracle city, and uh, show the world that it works. Their, their plan isn't going to work until they have robots to do all the work, right? Uh, I think what they're trying to do, trying to suggest, is that they're predicting the future. And I think that well, they want to influence the future. They yeah, want indeed. to to have the future be what they are but, envisioning. And, and the guy said that you know not everybody in the movement shares the ideas of the author of the movie, mm-hmm. and so you know that makes it very difficult for people on the outside if the movie is you know authorized by Zeitgeist or whatever. Then and you know, if what, it requires complete cooperation you don't even yeah. have it internally now before you know in yeah a- right <laughs> you haven't got cooperation inside the movement let alone uh, anything else yeah and, and frank brings up a great point who's going to pay for the robots i mean if you want a world in which you're uh you're ending money what comes first do you get a bunch of money together to build your uh, your concentric circle city or are you going to somehow eliminate the money and then somebody's going to just you know their people are just going to come together and voluntarily build robots to you know operate all the operations of the city you know, it's just very confusing. I, right, right. I'm interested in them trying out their little concept, and that way they can get it out of their system. But the the fact is, up to this point in human history, every time that they've tried to eliminate the use of money, it has resulted in starvation. Mm. Like, real live, hundreds and thousands of people dying because there's no medium of exchange, and people from with a coercive, top-down government have said, no money. So... Yeah. You know that's that's what happens. You can't just, just start to, using money and the next day have food. You're supposed to. We're going to give you what you need, and you need to just do what we need you to do. We're going to we're gonna tell you what you do, what to do. If you don't like it, then that's too bad because we're gonna ta- we're taking care of you. We're yeah. going to provide for you, mm-hmm. and you have to play your part. You have to do your part. You can't just you know. They're suggesting a society. I know you want to be a radio host, Mark, but we need you to clean toilets. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> no, they, what's needed by though. society. They, they're <laughs> actually suggesting a society of children where where essentially robots do everything, and then humans are going to find their life's work on their own, whether they be poets or mm-hmm. musicians Artists. or yeah. uh, you know fashion designers. Designers or whatever, while our robot think, overlords continue to, um, you know, con- continue to you. make themselves smarter and more efficient. Gonna, and at some point, they just well, I probably wonder what they're doing uh, de- dealing with these fleas on their dogs' back. Hmm. I, I just picture I don't know. I'm picturing H.G. Wells with the the evolved creatures that that lived underground and like ate people, troglodytes. And uh, and I mean, people would live their whole lives. Oh, I've got everything I need. I don't need to learn anything or. Or learn how to take care of myself. Or well, that's what the movie myself. focuses on: is we should just be taken care of, and this is the ideal situation that they envision to well, as to how human beings can just be taken care of. So by this their conundrum uh, confronts a lot of people. I, I would say uh, many women to some extent around the world all the time. They rely on a person to take care of them, and then at some point or another, that person stops wanting to, and then they're stuck. Uh, you know, I I'm not prepared to live like that. Well, the robots wouldn't break down, Mark, because there would be three percent of the population that would be they would have, be employed of as to fixing the robots. Yeah, well, when the guy who, who when the guy who programs the robots says, you know, I'd like to rule this little here planet, then what? Then what? There's so many holes in the you know the idea and the part of Zeitgeist this film we're talking about here it's available free on the internet. It sounds completely different from the one I saw, which must have been an older version. You saw probably saw the first one. There are three different uh, three different films. I've only seen the first and the third. The first one addresses uh, religion and does it yeah. very well. 
Uh, that was the best part of it. I yeah, thought. Then, then it got it goes more and more speculative about yeah. weird. Yeah, if they got into nine eleven in the first one. It really got you know went yeah. down to the conspiracy realm. Then um, this one is a this one is essentially a vision for what they think society should be without minus the explanations to how to get from here to there. Yeah. Now we don't have we we don't have an explanation because we for what we're we're envisioning, which is a you know human society and in, which involves uh, voluntary consensual interactions between human beings. That is a that's that's all there is to it what comes out of that is the question and we honestly don't know you know when you get to well, we have some less violence than now and more of, prosperity than now for sure yeah you can look at plenty of models plenty of things that have occurred in the past you can look at uh, the the past to look at to predict the future there's some good you, evidence you can look at what's happening now we have a we have a partially we have voluntary interactions happening all the time right now that work very well Mostly, we just need yeah. more of that no, absolutely <laughs> and less right. of the coercive violent ones you know you can make some educated guesses mm-hmm. but we can't really know for sure what the market will decide as far as how to allocate resources and and you know what uh, how roads should be paid for and, and those sorts of things we can put forth ideas but those are just ideas and maybe they'll pan out because maybe they won't. the reality of it is it's an emergent order that comes out of lots of different people doing what uh, what motivates them and supply and demand because Become tremendous factors in motivation for people. So, Dale, uh, you saw this uh, movie trailer that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I saw the trailer for Atlas Shrugged. I believe it just came out very recently. Looks like a real snoozer. It, the, the, I'm not impressed with the trailer. The movie, uh, the trailer has very dramatic music behind it. it does, but it's just people I talking. Know. I know it's generically <laughs> dramatic trains. music and and flashes of people sort of trying to be dramatic. I guess there's a train, but, right? But, there's a, there's a train like rushing along, which seems to fit with the book and everything. Mm-hmm. I read the I did read read the book. It was difficult, but I got through it. And and I love the premise of the book. I didn't think it was written very well, but that's to, totally different from the the trailer. What got me was that there's a lot of action. There's a lot of action in the book. Is there? And I, it seems like they could put more of that in a trailer. It's only two minutes out of the out of the movie. You think they mm-hmm. could find a lot of action to put in and things like that? And I didn't see much. I think of that. somebody I see, got I punched. Them, somebody got punched maybe in the trailer. So, yeah. I think I think there's um you know more people like people talking about business and yeah. and and like business scandals and, and things that don't yeah. sound I don't think to the average person are going to sound very exciting in a trailer. And I uh, can't see this getting a very wide release. I I well it'll get a wide release. You think? Well, I think it'll get a wide release just because it's such a an epic book. You know the history it's of the a, book. Yeah, it's uh, an you know. epic book. This was like uh, the best second best selling book behind the Bible at hmm. one point. So, so I think that you know a I lot thought of that was the uh, Red Book of Com- or Black there, Book of there's Communism. A, there's a there's a there's a there's a niche cult following to this this book. It'll get it. Uh, it'll get it a certain amount of buzz going, even though it's a bad trailer. But yeah, <laughs> and it's part one. I, mean, I wasn't too. impressed with the actors either. They're playing these like titans of industry, and they did not strike me as these powerful titans of industry. Either. Yeah, my result, my my reaction to it, you showed me during the break, was eh, look good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll watch it. it on DVD. Yeah, that's how I'd watch it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're out of time for tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you.